American songwriter. We had the opportunity to talk to Jeremy Spencer of Psychosexual over Zoom video. Jeremy talks about being born into a musical family in Indiana. His mom was a vocal coach and professor, and his dad was a country music songwriter. He started to really get into music when he got his first Kiss record, and then his grandmother purchased him a drum set when he was nine years old from Sears. And from then on, he just played in a bunch of bands, really wanted to take the music thing seriously, so he moved out to the West Coast. Actually, was living in San Diego, Oceanside for a bit, and then uh, Vista, and eventually moved to Los Angeles, where he had a bunch of one-off gigs. He recorded a song with the band Wasp, and eventually started Five Finger Death Punch, which was the band he was in for a number of years. He talks about signing his first record deal, calling his parents, and just the moment of telling them, hey, you know, I finally made it, to COVID happening and starting Psychosexual where now he is the front man and main songwriter of the band. You can watch our interview with Jeremy on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Psychosexual. Yeah, so this is all about you and your journey in music and how you, you know, got to where you are now. And we'll talk about the new project. Great. Cool, cool. Uh, first of all, tell me, where, you, where were you born and raised? I grew up, well, I was born and raised in Oakland City, Indiana. And then I lived right outside of Evansville most of my life uh, in a small town called Boonville. It had like 6,000 people population. Oh, wow. So really tiny. Um then moved out of there at age 19, moved out west, um, trying to get some music going, going to a music scene and took years. Um, moving all over LA, trying to find the right thing. And then, you know, my previous band, Death Punch, happened. And uh-huh. then we left there and all bought houses in Vegas because we were going to be gone on tour. And it was, it made more sense to, yeah, <laughs> to not pay for, you know, a $2,000 a month cardboard box in LA when we could get a nice house for a fraction in Vegas. Sure. I've been here since 2009. <laughs> oh, cool. You're still in, you're still in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, right on. Very cool. Oh, well, how did you get into music? <clears throat> uh, I come from a musical family. Like my mom was a vocal teacher, music professor, and wow. um, my dad, a country songwriter for a, a bit. Um, but I started, I got a kiss record, like when I was six years old and okay. That so that's the story of most a lot of musicians. Sure, sure. <laughs> Kiss started it. So <laughs> I, I got a drum kit. My grandma bought me this piece of crap drum kit from Sears that was like seventy nine dollars. And um, that's pretty rad. Yeah, I was though. a member of Kiss right then. You know, so sure. <laughs> so you just started playing along to the the Kiss record. Yeah, it was terrible, but I I would put on concerts for the, the neighborhood kids and my parents, and they were cool enough to just let me learn and be terrible and drums they're horrible that's the worst thing you can do but it was cool (laughs) (laughs) well you're just the loudest person on the block i'm sure yeah it's it's like that and people that play violin those are the two worst things (laughs) to to let your kids learn you know (laughs) (laughs) did you play and start bands when you're younger yeah probably around 14 maybe um just with some guys from school we started jamming metallica covers and stuff and then started writing originals and then you know you would go from band to band and then i realized that nothing was going to happen in indiana so i needed to get out of there and that's when i went out west did you just 
you decide, hey, I'm going to I'm going to pack my stuff and go to L.A. Yeah, I, I didn't have, I did have like a plan. I moved near San Diego first. I didn't have a that's plan. Where, that's other. where I live. Or I was born and raised in San Diego. Yeah, there was really no music scene there. I just thought moving out west, there would be music. So I just kind of went there with um, a former uh, neighborhood buddy who was in the military. So he was stationed out there. Oh, whereabouts in San Diego were you, if you don't mind me asking? It, well, we started, I started in Oceanside and then I moved down to San Diego. Um, or where was it? Where was it? It wasn't quite to San Diego. It was like Vista. Vista, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of guys in that are stationed at Camp Pedamos, they live in like Vista or Oceanside. That makes sense. Yeah, so I lived there for a while and then realized that there was nothing happening there and then got up to L.A. And that was shocking because that was so different even from... Yeah, you know, from the that, Diego like the area. suburbs of San Diego, right? It's totally different. And so it took a while to get my footing and then... Um, you know, struggling in bands for years, like so many, you'd get close to getting a deal and then it would go away or just stuff didn't work out. And finally one did. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, wow. So you must've been grinding for quite a bit in LA though. Yeah. Working odd jobs, just trying to stay afloat and living in crappy apartments. Yeah, typical story. Um, lots of musicians <laughs> do it. I, it, it just, I hung in there. I stuck it out. That's really what I found that you have to do, if you survive long enough and can stick it out, your, your, your chips, you know, it's going to, your cards coming in at some point. Sure. Sure. Did your parents support your, your idea? I mean, being both musicians, they must've been, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. They were always cool. Always supportive. I would lean on them. Like I was, if I was depressed, like, what should I do? Should I just give this up and come home. Well, they're like, you can, but you'll never be happy. Why don't you just try to do something that you really like instead of trying to fit in with music that you think will get signed. So I'm like, they're right. I want to play shredding double bass. So then I punched up like shredding double bass drummer in the recycle. Uh, what was it? Musicconnection.com. Okay. And then that's when I, um, Zoltan's ad from death punch came up and then that's how we kind of linked up was through that website. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Before, before death punch, were you, um, like, was there any like stroke of success? Like, were you, like, or was it kind of like right when that started, that's when things really started going for your career. Yeah. Nothing ever happened. I was in bands that would get close to getting deals and then it would fall apart. Um, and, and I never wanted to do the hired gun thing. I always wanted to do original music, but then I was so tired of like my friends being in, hired gun bands and being gone and making money doing music i'm like i'll do it and that uh this band wasp from the 80s they were looking for a drummer so i auditioned oh, them. yeah really <laughs> i remember when parental advisory like cds came out for the first mm -hmm. time like when they were like the big thing wasp record had like the biggest one ever like like two-thirds of the cd cover <laughs> was the parental advisory logo and i just remember being like i need to check this out like just because it has that <laughs> gigantic yeah, it was like so attractive to a, a t teenager it's what we all did we would look at album covers that were like that scared us and went oh i gotta get this you know yeah. advisory ooh, venom <laughs> black metal i gotta get it you know what sure. is it so right. i i auditioned for wasp and got that and uh, we started rehearsing for a european tour and it was maybe 10 days to a couple of weeks. And I found out that the original or the drummer that they had had for 12 years was calling them, asking them to come back. And 
they didn't want to do the work to work in a new guy. So they just went back with him and I was out. And um, uh, then Death Punch started right after. So it was fine. That's cool. That's cool. Like, I, I don't want to stick on Death Punch for long, but I was just curious, like, what was it like, you know, finally getting the, the record deal and, and like have, seeing success? Was that a pretty... I mean, that must have been super validating for you. and all the It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I remember the day we signed or finding out that we were going to be signed. Like I was just, you have this emotional letdown, like, yes, thank you. Finally, we get to start. And um, so that was exciting. And then, of course, experiencing all that stuff was insane and a lot of fun and crazy and awesome you know it's, yeah. it's everything you think it will be and, and nothing like you think it will be all all in one so it's great it was great learning great experience i wouldn't change any of it it's gotten me to where i am i'm happy i'm in a good place so it, it's all positive that's amazing do you remember like being able to call your parents and say hey like i you know i did it i finally we signed a record deal that must have been a huge moment for you it was really great yeah i called my dad and he was really happy i mean they they suffered through it with me. I mean, if sure. <laughs> we were close, so we, we shared everything. I always talked to them. So they were always experiencing the pain of f- failure. Along right. with me, you know? <laughs> and then they saw you, you know, really achieve and, and, and play some, I know some huge shows. I'm sure. Do you remember taking they, them out to some big shows of yours? Oh, all of them. I mean, they started from, the toilets on up to the big arenas, <laughs> festivals and all that stuff. So they went, they, they checked it out several times. They would come out and check it out. That's cool. That's really cool. And now, so when did you start and when did the idea start for uh, psychosexual? Well, it had started many years ago. I had always made music on my own in my home studios and I would sing, I'd write everything and record it and sing on it. And uh, it was, it was more of like a synth, pop 80s new wave kind of flavor at first gary newman Devo, okay sure bowie duran duran it's kind of stuff different um and then i was over the years it started getting darker and darker and i was like i, I wanted to get back into a band situation and be try being the front man so you know i was like well what's this guy gonna look like because i don't want to stand up there as myself and just be in jeans and a t-shirt and be like, <laughs> we've seen that a trillion times and that's cool for some bands. It's just, I, I wanted, I like theatrical rock. I grew up on kiss, right. Alice Cooper, um, King diamond, Rob zombie, Marilyn Manson to, you know, on and on and on. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm like, I've never seen a devil front man. I mean, I can't believe I know, it. I know when I was looking at your photos, I was like, that's rad that he's doing that. And, and I'm like, also thought, I've never seen anyone do that. Like, how has nobody done that? I, don't get, I, I honestly have no idea. It's so I was like, okay, I'll do it. And, you know, we, I, I had this makeup artist friend here in Vegas and we started figuring out what it was going to look like. And it, it went through different transformations. But I remember the first time we put the makeup on, it took about six hours to get it done. And I'm like, this is, I can't do this. This is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So now I every day of the show, out. it's like you have to spend six hours just in the makeup room. I mean, that would drive you insane. It's like Jim Carrey <laughs> and the Grinch, you know, where right. he had to bring in like people to train his mind and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about hearing about that. Yeah. yeah Cause that was like a whole thing when you had to get that uniform or the the facial thing on i forgot yeah he had to bring in like special forces guys to help train him to to be able to sit for eight hours and i was like i'm not doing that so now i've got it down to a little about 
probably an hour, hour and a half, which still is long, but yeah. that's doable, you know? Sure. Oh man. Okay. So that, so you're making the, the person came out and did, did the devil thing the first time. And that was when you had some songs and was that for like a video or yeah, just fairly- for a video that that was the first time, like just to make a video and some of those songs, like I put them out for a minute and then pulled it down. And, um, but now we have the makeup all dialed in and the band looks, it's all dialed in and everything, but you know, you just try different things and some, some things work, some things don't. I, I mean, I remember when kiss started, they, they look very different to where they ended up, you know, they started changing over the years. So it takes you a while to, to get your footing sometimes and figure stuff out, but we're, we've got a pretty good grasp on it now. That's awesome. And have you guys had a chance to, I know I've seen the videos you've done, but have you had a chance to play live yet or did this all kind of come to fruition like during COVID? COVID. I mean, we did a live stream show um, and then we just did a live performance for a radio thing. Uh, so we've done like two shows and, but we've never done it's never been for in front of people. It's just like live stream. So you finish a song and four crew guys go, yeah, <laughs> right, right. you have to act like you're on an, in an arena rocking because it's all over the internet. So it's weird. I didn't like it that much. So I can't wait to, to get out in front of people. Um, it looks like most of the tours are already filled up for the year though. So we'll have to probably hit it hard at the beginning of next year. We'll do some one-off shows this year though some radio shows and stuff like that, which we'll announce, but uh, a proper tour won't happen until the beginning of next year. And we can't wait. Like we're really excited, but we've been recording so much material. Like we've already, we like today I'm finishing the mix on record six. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, I mean, we have material. I'm just going to release like a song every six weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's killer. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause you just have the one out now, right? The, well, the from yeah and well today i released a, a lyric video for an album track called the torture never stops which you can check it out on youtube and then it'll be on spotify like next week but um well, i'll put out a couple more songs before the album drops and then um it will just be song 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 and video video sure. you know content what was, what was it like coming from you know you know obviously you're a drummer for our, uh, you're still a drummer but like coming from there to showing people like hey i sing too and i write songs like do you want like was it weird or not weird but was it hard to sh- kind of take that role on not really i it's to me it's just uh music is what i do i love it it's uh, being a front man you know i haven't really experienced it in front of people that much uh, but i mean you stand six feet further in front of the drum kit <laughs> And you have a mic. I don't, I'm not freaked out to perform. I've been, I've played in front of 110,000 people, you know? It's right, right. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's different, but it's exciting. It's fresh for me. I, I played drums for so long that it was like, okay, that's kind of lost the luster. I, once you played for headline arenas all over the world, it's, it's like, okay, well, what do you, where do you go from there? It's just going to be the same thing, which is great, but I didn't, I want, I like to di- experience different things. And, you know, physically I was beat up from that. So doing double bass drumming just takes a toll. And we oh, started yeah. a little later, like I was older when we started. So, you know, if I would, if I could have started at 19, it would have been different, but I was like 34 when we got signed. So. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did see that you had back surgery. I've, I've had four cervical spine surgeries. So I hope you're doing all right, man. That's the worst. Back pain is the it, We worst. healed it. Yeah. It's really great. After 
the sciatic stuff and hip problems oh, that man. came from after the back adjustment. Now things are good, but it was a setback. It sucked, man. That surgery, you as you know, they're awful. Yeah, I just had one. I'm still like recovering. I'm still getting like nerve pain down my arm, but like I mean, I've had four up up my neck, and it's just like I read the back surgery. I'm like, oh man, like that back pain is just it's relentless pain. Like if you don't have it, you know, it's hard to explain like how much it hurts. Yeah, I had to get disc replacement and fusion and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I had went in through the front and the back it was that bad so it was like a brutal surgery oh yeah they had to come through the back of my neck on one of them oh my god was that worse than the front for you um no the back was easy it was going through the front that killed me it was uh because they had to take my guts out like it was oh i didn't think about that yeah they're going through yeah for me when they came to the back side they did like a lemonectomy i think that's what they call it but yeah that was the brutal one when they came to the front it really wasn't that bad but i didn't think about they didn't have to move all my my guts <laughs> when they did that it was just i just scooted all my throat and everything over but yeah man i saw that i was like oh i hope he's all right because that's the worst worst pain yeah it's uh it was a tremendous setback and i was depressed for a while because you're kind of immobilized and you just can't do normal life things like put on shoes <laughs> right yeah you yeah, go to the bathroom by yourself dude. well after that surgery i had to get one of those booster seat things for the toilet seat to where you're almost standing up and oh then, yeah you know, oh my gosh it's brutal it's totally so brutal. brutal but I, at the same time i'm like Hey, this is kind of neat. Maybe I'll keep it because then I don't have to mess my knees up every time I go to the bathroom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you're like, and I still have it to this day. <laughs> yeah, I actually, it's all cleaned up and put away, you know? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> oh, wow. So when did you, when psychosexual started, you said it was a kind of a thing that you were, you're starting on your own. When did you start, you know, tagging people to say, Hey, do you want to join this band? Like, how did you get people together? Well, when I started making a heavier record, um, it was the guitar player and I, and we co-produced it and wrote everything. And then he knew some people. So we put the band together from the guys he knew and it just seemed to really work out. So very fortunate, very good personalities, good, talented players all here in Vegas. And um, so that's kind of how it happened. I, I didn't really know how I was going to go about getting a band, but it just fell into place. That's cool. That's cool. So then you, you said you're going to release a song what, every six weeks. That's the goal. I mean, it may shift a little depending on how good stuff does or how good it doesn't do. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, we have so much content. That's I think that's just the new way to do it. Every it's all about what's next, what's next, what's next that people want to consume. It's a, the rules are different. It's not like you do an album and then wait two years. It's not the same way anymore. Right. Yeah. No. It's totally different because you probably grew up in that world of write a record, then tour for a year or two, put out a record. Now it's like you put a single out and hopefully it does well. And like, nobody's like releasing full albums anymore. It's like people's attention span isn't there. Yeah. We will release the albums. Like I'll probably do four or five songs and then drop the album. Cause once you drop the album, then that's it. There's no other surprise. Right. <laughs> right. So, so that's kind of how we'll, we'll probably operate it and uh, see how that goes. But because I love records and I want to put out a couple a year, I, I miss the days of kiss when they put out two albums a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's certainly not very common these days. So I will, that's my goal. If I can put out two albums a year and then a song every six weeks, that's, um, that's kind of what we're targeting. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm curious to know, like you said, this all kind of came to came together during COVID. Where, where were you in uh, Vegas? Like, what did you have going on when when COVID first hit? Um, nothing really. I 
you know, I dabble in some horror movie stuff here and there. And, um, but in, I was always just kind of creating music and, and also kind of relaxing and still recovering from stuff. Um, uh-huh. So um, COVID happened and then it was like, well, you can't do anything. Let's just keep making music. So we've been working ever since. And now we have six records. That's amazing. That's cool. And then hopefully, like you said, uh, everybody's kind of booked out, I'm sure, because nobody's been able to play. So it's probably yeah. harder to get at shows. But you, you, you said you have some stuff coming up. There'll be some one-off shows this year, and then we'll do a proper tour next year. Full, full makeup, everything for every show? Every show, yeah. I mean, that's the band. That's what we do. It's going to be theatrical um, as much as we can get away with and afford. You know, it to, Production stuff costs money, so we'll do what we can depending on the venue, the tour, the slot. You know, If we're playing at 6.30, the dinner set, door opening band, and you have this much stage space, we probably won't be able to be the full kiss show that I want, but um, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully get it there at some point. I love it. That's amazing. And I, and I, yeah, I can't wait to see what you guys have in store. Um, you have more music videos coming out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we released a lyric video today, but there'll be official videos that follow um, for each song I release. Okay. Do you, how many of those do you have in the can so far? Or only just a few? Uh, or are you working on more? Oh, yeah. Uh, I just made plans. I booked a date to film a few more videos, but uh, there's another one already in the can. And the lyric videos are easy. You make those pretty quick and they're fairly inexpensive. And you just try to make them interesting enough to tide somebody over until the official thing comes (laughs) out. And then you drop the the real one. So um, there's one in the can and a, a few more will be created very soon. Very cool. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for, for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, man. This is awesome. Anytime. I have one more question before I let you go. Do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Well, the landscape's changed uh, even, and it's always changing from when I started. Like we were one of the last band, my previous band was the one of the last bands that actually got in when people still kind of bought records. So we were lucky to actually sell records. Now it's different. It's about your online presence and your socials. You have to create content and stay in people's faces. It's all about your streaming numbers, your YouTube numbers. So I would say create, 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 don't stop. Just write songs, um, hone your craft and get in as many people's faces as you can, however you can. The, the playing field's level, everyone can do it. It's just about who outworks and does it the smartest. So figure out your way, carve your own path, don't stop. It works, I did it, I've done it. <laughs>